Hi, I'm Oma. Flynn. Kellek. March. Shreya. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Our game begins in the warring world of Elbor. Once a thriving landscape full of wonder and adventure, but for the last 30 years, a great war has raged, dividing the people of this land. The kingdom of Kaldur, lawful and resilient, has come to accept the new gods, while the combined forces of Ondale and Genboldir fight to preserve the faith of the old gods. A flag flies high over a commander's tent, proudly waving the orange and gold colors of the nation of Ondale. The wind has picked up considerably in the last hour, rustling the canvases of the numerous tents that have been set up here. A few men and women of half-orc, dwarvish, and human descent litter the camp, attempting to keep the campfires ablaze amidst the biting cold breeze of the early morning. All but those who remain have traveled north the night before to assist in a skirmish that had broken out along the river. Those left behind are nursing injuries from arcane burns to broken bones to mutilations much worse. The war has not been kind. The sun has just begun to rise, casting golden light and long shadows, bringing an end to another restless night. This is Coldcrest Outpost. A young half-drow stands at attention in the commander's tent, across the table from a muscle-bound half-orc in a heavy set of knight's armor. A battle map lays on the table between them. Shane, would you please describe your character for us? Right, uh... He stands tall, wiry, and obstinate. He's a slate-gray-skinned, pointy-eared humanoid in a tattered green short-sleeved shirt and an aged angular priestly mantle with a high collar, secured with a rugged brown stash over black slacks is the weathered gown of a once-ornamental robe that falls just shy of hefty, well-traveled boots. Resting on his neck in a V-shape over his chest is an unusual-looking trinket, It bears three warped metal rings in a triangle formation. His right arm is covered in recent bandages from his hand all the way up to his shoulder. He squints about with the discerning green eyes that bear the wisdom of age, but not the wrinkles, and a youthful rage despite his salt and pepper hair. You had been zoned out for most of the conversation so far. Uh, your thoughts preoccupied with the events of the previous evening, but Commander Vash, the half-orc that you've been speaking to, quickly regains your attention. Kalik, you are done here. Do you understand me? What is the point of having a cleric who cannot heal anybody? Please tell me that, son. Let me answer your question with another question, Commander. What's the point of having a commander who can't command a force, who can't keep his men alive long enough for me to repair them? It is not my job to heal people and keep them out of danger, son. It is my job to win, and we have been doing so successfully for the past three months here, and you are the one who cannot do your job. Ah, yes. It appears very successful from all the wounds I see coming through these tents every day. Let me tell you something. The deaths of these men weigh far more heavily on me conscience than yours. 
So don't you dare take that tone with me. The deaths of these men are casualties of war. They are in the front line to protect the innocents that are back at home. I don't think you quite understand that. I understand perfectly. Where do you you intend to send me then, Commander? What's your great plan here? Quite frankly... Who who will you replace me with? Anyone. Quite frankly, I'm going to send you anywhere but here. Then I have one more question for you, Commander. What did you do to deserve this? Hmm? What did you do to the Church of Hamer? What did you do to earn such disfavor from the old gods? Hmm? What do you think it was? Because I can tell you something. The Church didn't send me here to help you. No. They sent me here for an explicit purpose. They sent me here to die. And you have somehow failed to do that. Even though you let all these other men do. You let them go into battle and lose their lives, but not me. Somehow you failed to do the one thing that the church wanted you to do to me. So, does that seem like the old gods are really in charge here? Or is something else afoot? Despite your best efforts, I will not be dissuaded from this battle by a young and arrogant drow. Now, I do not want to see your face around here again. Do you understand me? Where do you want me to go? I'm at your behest. If I leave here without a writ, then the church will have me haunted. Where do I want you to go? Pick a direction. Good luck with your war, then, Commander. And I'll, um, knock over the figures on his battle map, um, and stride out of the room. Out of the tent. Okay. And you leave without another word exchanged. Um, you burst out from the tent, um, the, the cold air once again filling your lungs and uh, creating goosebumps on your skin as you uh, walk back towards the medical tent where all of your stuff is currently uh, stationed. This bloody place. And I'd like to uh, uh, go through the tent. Is anyone in the tent, uh, in the medical tent? Uh, you open up the tent. It's one of the larger tents uh, here in camp, um, as it has uh, it houses a lot of stretchers, a lot of medical equipment here. Um, it just needs more space than the rest of the tents. And as you you walk inside, um, there are five stretchers laid out. Um, two of them are occupied with uh, humans who you've been in the process of, of attempting to heal from battle wounds. And the other three stretchers, unfortunately, are occupied with uh, deceased members of your company, uh, members who you had tried to save, but unfortunately their wounds were just too great and they have either bled out or um, just succumbed to the wounds over time. Um, you look around and you see your regular medical equipment that's always been there. Um, you see your station, which is filled with more um, arcane components. And then you look over to the opposite side of the room and you see the station of your assistant, Jarnan Frostthane, uh, the dwarven man who uh, is more into surgeries and, and more of a, a physical healing. And you see his station filled with hacksaws and sutures and all of the components of, of surgery. Jarnan's there. Um, he is not. Uh, his, okay. his, his station is fully prepped and ready to go, but he is not there. So I, uh, 
I will uh, uh, glower over at the um, the corpses of the the lives lost and uh, just somberly uh, observe them and take a moment to watch their their essence to watch their aura so to speak and just tighten my fists uh, so much that uh, my fresh wound starts to bleed a bit on my right hand and I uh, will uh, grimacing uh, began to pack my belongings in uh, kind of a brisk fashion uh, making sure to take as many sort of uh, medical kits as I as I can muster I'm not sure uh, what kind of supplies are left um, uh, yeah. but I have great use for those uh, and certainly we'll need them um, and as you are uh, packing up all of your stuff you look out the front of the the medical tent where the um the, the doorway, the flaps are open and out towards the rolling hills off to the east. And you look out for just a brief moment and you spot two figures climbing over the hill off in the distance. And these two figures you don't recognize, but they're walking closer and closer to the camp, closer and closer to your medical tent. Um, Russ, would you please describe your character for us? Yeah. So over these hills, you see a younger halfling with an athletic build standing a mere three and a half feet tall. He looks to be around his early 20s with brown hair, short on the sides and back, and messy medium length on the top. He has blue eyes and the slight beginnings of a five o'clock shadow. He's adorned with studded leather armor and brown boots, draped over his left shoulder, covering part of his back and left side of his body to around the calves hangs a pine green cloak with a hood and a brown fur collar he carries a wooden shield a short bow and a small quiver of arrows on his back over top the cloak and a short sword that hangs from his right hip all of which seem to be they look a little big for him as he walks he seems to absentmindedly keep his right hand on the hilt of the sword to keep it from dragging on the floor and walking beside him, Cameron, would you please describe your character? So right beside him, you see this uh, almost tall, lanky, uh, birdman-looking creature, uh, humanoid, uh, with a wingspan that is currently tucked back, with two uh, arms and hands that emerge from under the wingspan, uh, the, wing, the wings coming out of the back, uh, with each hand having about three fingers and a thumb, uh, two large talons continue to plod the earth as they walk up. Uh, the plumage of this bird man is, uh, varies between uh, burnt gold, brown, and outright gold in the accent spots. Uh, the beak has a, a tip that goes from brown to gold, and the very tip of it seems to glow even without the light. Uh, there is armor coming off of this bird man uh, in the in the areas like the torso that's gray with a with a bluish kind of sparkle and tint in some of the edges and accents. Uh, you see a walking stick in his hand, 
that seems to glow slightly pinkish. Uh, there are geometric patterns coming out of the staff that wind their way all the way up to the very top, where it seems, though, if a closer look reveals that it's not actually suspended in midair, it's being supported by the staff, there is a uh, dully pink-purple glowing crystal at the very top. Uh, and the height of this Birdman varies between about six feet and over six feet when his feathers are ruffled. So you both are walking over this hill and you guys are are hit with that early morning daylight across your skin and you crest the final hill and you look out into the distance and see a grouping of tents. You see Coldcrest Outpost, your destination for this part of your journey. You guys look out and you see one much larger tent that uh, seems to be much closer to you guys than the rest of the, the tents, a little bit further back away from the front line. As you guys approach this grouping of tents, uh, what would you guys like to do? Drya, are you uh, are you doing okay after that fight? It looks like we're almost here. Um, where do you think we should go for um, to get some people? <laughs> that big tent? You can never be too sure about what comes up on the horizon line. If you'd like, as my offer before to scout ahead, I can do the same thing. We have no idea the status of this outpost or if there are friends or foe remaining inside. Well, um, from my experience and, and stuff from the castle, they, they kind of said that this is a good place to go. Um, maybe uh, to get some some people for for the, the problem that you're having. So um, I think we might be okay. Um, maybe we should just go check out the big tent and see if there's anyone in there. Do you, do I see a tavern at all, GM? Um, no, this isn't really a, uh, like a traditional town. This is more, uh, <clears throat> a makeshift, uh, uh, like army camp. Um, mm-hmm. a bunch of tents have been thrown together just as sort of a, a place to hold position and to house troops. Um, there are no real structures here, um, it's all just uh, tents that have been thrown up. Looks like over the course of maybe a couple days. Well, um, I mean, I guess we just go uh, to the to the big tent. I, guess, I mean, are you feeling okay after? Yes, you're probably right. I mustn't let my fear get the better of me. And even as I say that, I clutch the staff a little bit tighter, and the geometric patterns pulse a little bit in that pink purple color. Don't worry, uh, Shreya. I'm, you know, I'm your, I'm here to solve your problem. So, don't worry. I, I got you covered. Um, so don't you worry and don't you fear. Let's, uh, let's all, let's go ahead and do it. Yes, let's head the out. Stature of you, you have me covered. Of course. Yeah. Hey. I know what you're doing, and yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it's tracks. I get it. Okay, let's go. And you guys continue forward over the last rolling hill and down into this sort of valley that meets the camp just before uh, a large river um, comes across your view. You guys walk down to the largest tent and you see a half-drow just furiously grabbing equipment, medical gear, and uh, trying to just get whatever he can together. You guys walk up to the medical tent, uh, open it up, and are greeted by Kellick. 
Uh, hey, uh, sir, do you do you need help with that by chance? He- help with what? With, with collecting stuff. It looks like you have like a, a place to be. I don't know if there's anything help we could do here. Uh, we would we would be be glad to help. I uh, I look over at the corpses and <laughs> just wounded people strewn about the room, and I go. There's not, uh, it's not much helping to be done here. It's sort of beyond help, this place. Um, who, who are you? What are oh. you doing here? Oh, sorry. Um, my name is Flynn Fellowweave, and, uh, this is Shreya. Um, we've, we've kind of come here. He's got, he's had some problems, and essentially I'm, I'm coming down here to, uh, see if I can maybe get a group together, uh, to help take care of his problem. Um, I'm, uh... I'm part of the Iron Light Collective, and this is my. Well, nope. Um, I'm a. I'm a seasoned uh, member of the Iron Light Collective, and this is definitely not my first mission to prove myself. So, um, yeah. Uh, and he kind of just like, trails trails off. And, right. Uh, well, <laughs> you seem trustworthy enough, there, Flynn. Uh, my name's uh, Kellick Gray, and I uh, I'll reach out and shake his hand with my my bandaged hand. I'll reach up to shake his. How, how tall are you again? I'm 6'1". Yeah, so I'll definitely reach up. Probably get on my tippy toes to reach your hand. Well, it's great to meet you. Um, uh, if, you if you don't mind, I, I, uh, I, gotta, I gotta grab some things uh, from, from the other, uh, just, a, just a couple steps away here, and I'll uh, sort of uh, meander back toward one of the um, patients that didn't quite make it, and there's just some, some bandages and leftover stuff there that I'm gonna pick up, and uh, with it, I'll grab a little uh, sickle that I use for lots of um, various tasks, but it's just a kind of small hand sickle. And I'll put that away. And also, uh, he's a soldier, um, this dead body, so uh, he has a shield next to him that I'll also throw over me back. And I'll take a moment there and sort of look at my hand and um, take a look down at uh, the necklace on my chest, and I'll sort of, like, whisper, like, What is this? What are you doing? And then I'll turn back to Flynn. Right, uh, you have a plan then. You're, you're going somewhere, doing something. Yes, I, I have a plan. Um, where, but, but first, where else could we go? Um, it seems like you've been here for a while. Where, where else could we go to find more people? Um, you want is to there find like a, a gathering place? I saw a bigger tent earlier. Is that where we should go to get a few more folk? Uh, Sure. I mean, there's folk around here, but most of them are are taking part in the. I don't know if you know this. There's a war going on. I, I do. I do. Um. And, and yeah. I. I mean. So. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm just here to to try and get some get some people because. You know. Okay. I'll, I'll level with you. I'm. I'm an Iron Lake Collective member, and we. Uh, uh, this is my first test to you know see if I can hack it. I guess and. Um, just the, the scuttlebutt around with the other group of, you know, people, recruits, I guess, is to, to get a few people to help you, um, on your mission. So I'm, right. I'm I, I thought it would be a good idea to go where the soldiers were because soldiers are strong and, um, bigger than me. So I thought maybe that'd be a good place to start. Um, yeah, this tent uh, doesn't look like it has anyone that could help though, unfortunately. This is kind of a... 
we're on a tough time here at <laughs> this particular I'm, I'm that strong more and more soldier uh, encampment. Uh, who's your uh, your friend here again? Oh, yeah. She said, "This is Shreya, and um, he's the one that has the problem. Um, his town, I believe, has some kind of weird magical." problem. I think we passed by it, and it was kind of creepy. Um, Shreya, if you want to explain it more, uh, it, it seems like Carrick it was, wants to help? Carrick. Carrick Greetings, pure of Earth. You have good energy wrapping your features. I can tell that you are an enemy of the dark energies of this world. Yes? Uh, I, uh, sure. I like to think so. These days, uh, it's hard to yes, say. Yes, I have a problem combating dark energy myself. However, right now it appears that you have your hands full. Uh, I am also practiced in herbal medicine. If you need, I can lend a hand in the interim. Well, uh, I just got fired, so uh, don't worry about it. Let him rot. Eh? You got fired? What, what happened? Uh... uh I sort of gesture to the to the dead people, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't cutting it. Or when uh, when you gesture to them, I'll, I'll kind of walk up, put my hand on. I'll, I'll try and get it on your shoulder, but I probably get to about your hip, and I just kind of give you a sincere look. I'm like, hey man, it's not your fault. You know, I, I'm sure you tried your best, and you know that's all you can really do at the end of the day. But um, yeah, it, it sucks that you got fired. But hey, now you're hired. Right. Uh, what kind of services will you be needing from me? And it just, you said the Iron What Collective? Is this is this a cult? That's really when, my main... When he says the, the Iron What Collective, <laughs> and he kind of straightens his little coat and get, gets all proper looking. It's like, well, the uh, Iron Light Collective is a... You don't know about the Iron Light Collective? Uh, DM, They're, do I know? You would not know. Okay. No. They're, I just uh, stare at him blankly. They're pretty great. Um, it's, uh, about divulging too much, uh, they're kind of like a, a monster hunting group and they, they keep people safe and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to become part of that because, you know, I, I want to, I want to adventure and I want to do cool stuff and, you know, yeah. I don't blame you, Earthwalker. I thought the same thing when he described it to me. Yeah. So Shreya, you're not part of this this thing. You're not a, a monster hunter. I have been enlisted in Keeper my own of... way. I am from a land very, very far from here. Across many mountain ranges and oceans and and valley fords. But I am here to combat as much dark energy as I can. The only problem is with what currently ails the lands that I come from and the lands here it appears, we're having trouble even identifying or tracking down the source of this dark energy and this seemingly haunted creatures of these lands. We, it appears you might be able to help us I perhaps identify and might, perhaps you might know a thing or two about what these origins of this energy might be. I've been fighting darkness all my life, so uh, that does appeal to me. That's sad. Uh, it wasn't always. <laughs> it wasn't always as sad as it is now. 
Uh, right. Uh, well, uh, DM, do I do I know of anywhere uh, people do gather to find? Are there are there traveling? Are there places where travelers stop here? Um, in the time that you've been here at this camp. You haven't seen too many travelers come through. Um, most of the travelers who have come, come by um, have mostly just lost their way, and you guys have to sort of show them back to the path, right. um, back to, to civilization. This is right on the war front and not really a, a place where adventurers come necessarily. This is a place for soldiers and for battle. Well, uh, you know, all I know is I need to get out of here before I'm further reprimanded. Uh, right. So, perhaps it's best we uh, make our way out. And as you say that, off in the distance, um, more a, a little bit towards the river, um, you hear, you don't see uh, Jarnan, but you hear his voice as he is making his way towards the tent with quite a bit of haste. And you hear, Kalik! Kalik! Kalik, I need your help. Uh, I am uh, happy to oblige, Jarnan. What, what can I do for you? And he runs up and he he bursts through the tent. Um, and you see him now uh, covered in sweat. And he's got uh, uh, his distinctive sort of medical robes, very white but stained with blood and and almost brown at this point from uh, just all of the all of the dirt and blood and muck that he's been through. Um, he comes through and there's sweat on his brow and he says, I, uh, I just found uh, two bodies down by the river. Um, I, I tried to get them on stretchers and I, I dragged them sort of up here, but I, I just can't do it myself. I need you to help me bring them up there. They're not in, in good shape and they're not soldiers. I don't know who they are, but I, I need your help to bring them back. Of course. Can you come help me? Hi, I'm Jordan. Flynn Fellowweave. Can I help as well? Hi, Flynn. Uh, the more the merrier. Uh, Let's can, go. Uh, yeah, as many hands as possible. Oh, uh, and he he runs back out uh, the the tent with quite a bit of haste. All right. I try to keep up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a dwarf, so your your stride is sort Perfect. of keeping keeping Great. with his stride. Um, I'm definitely going to be matching slightly ahead. I'm I want to get there first. <laughs> cool. For sure. Um, Shreya, are you coming? I sort of too? hesitantly look the guy up and down shrug and follow at a little bit of a back pace, a little bit of a couple lengths of people back. Okay. Um, you guys all uh, run through the the mess of tents, and the ground is is like muddy and and mucky from the river that's nearby yeah, and yeah exactly. for sure your your feet are definitely yeah getting getting stuck every once in a while um but he leads you up to um just off of the riverbank and you guys could see a boat that has been um washed ashore there and you can see Jarnan has already brought out two stretchers and has put these two bodies onto the stretchers. These two bodies are very different in their sizes. Um, and as you guys run up and attempt to grab one of these stretchers, Rebecca, would you please describe your character? You see um, on the stretcher a slight, small woman um, you think maybe if she were standing, she'd reach about four foot five. She's not very tall. She's got tangled, dirty, long brown hair tied in a plait that's thrown over her shoulder. 
She wears a faded yellow hooded cloak that ends at about her waist, held together by a leather knot under her neck. Below that are simple tied pants, worn boots. Her wrists are wrapped like that of a fighter, but nothing she wears appears to be of any value, especially now that it is tattered and burnt. Below the leather tie of her cloak, you can sometimes catch the glimpse of a red gem. But upon closer inspection, even through the dirt and grime and smoke and fiery um, soot, you see a rosiness and softness to her features that is uncommon in, in someone who should be out here. In fact, she looks far too young to be out in a place like this, looking like this. You notice that this pale, short human is actually just a child. And she lays there unconscious on the stretcher next to another unconscious body much larger than hers. Uh, Bridget, would you please describe your character? In the adjoining stretcher, sort of directly next to what appears to be a child, there is what is no mistake, a Goliath. She is roughly 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. She's incredibly pale. Um, and through all the muck and guck of her hair, you can tell that it is uh, this striking forest green color that is all the way twisted down to her back um, with this white streak that is just caked with mud and blood. Um She's got these pale, pale runes that through the mud and the guck, uh, you can kind of see on her skin. And that skin, again, is so pale that if she wasn't breathing every once in a while, you wouldn't really be able to tell if she was actually still alive. Um, she's got this chainmail that you can tell she has not taken off in quite some time with a necklace that you just you just can't make out because it's tucked in on the other side. Um her clothing, even through all this muck and this guck and everything, you can kind of tell that she wears it to try and blend in, to hope that you can't really tell exactly what it is. And she's got a strap around her carrying weapons, and she's got javelins kind of hanging out to either side, and a war hammer as well as a shield. Um, and over the top of her chainmail is a dark, weather-torn leather jacket and just boots below. And she kind of has obviously recently healed wounds that are clearly underneath the even more recent wounds. And um, Jarnan looks over at Kalik and he says, uh, Kalik, could you, why don't you help me with the, the big one? And you two, can you guys take the other stretcher and we can uh, just get him back up to the tent? Is there anything, um, as we look at them here, is there anything like urgent in, urgently in need of? Make a medicine check for me as the first roll of the campaign. I was wondering if I could help him. But if not, that's totally cool. I was going to like run up and help him uh, alongside him and ask him if there's anything I can do. Um, do you have uh, proficiency I'm in medicine? I'm not proficient in medicine. I just have a plus two. Yeah, so it would just be uh, just be him to do it. No problem. You I can could help it. him if need be, but I am uh, kind of hanging back a little bit. I, I'm a little bit distrustful of right. what's going on. Okay, yeah. That is a 15. Okay. A 15. Okay. okay. Um, you're looking over. Uh, which body are you looking over? 
Um, I'm going to look at the child first. The child first? Um, Looking at the child, um, she looks to be mostly healthy, obviously breathing. You check her pulse. um, Everything seems to be fine. She does seem to have a series of of burns um, on the front of her body, not anything too deep, nothing too serious, um, something that could probably be healed fairly quickly. Um, But it seems that they're both unconscious due to probably exhaustion and uh, not having these wounds treated recently. All right. Okay. And uh, how's the Goliath look? The Goliath looks just about the same. Right. Um, Looking over the Goliath, though, you notice uh, the burns aren't quite as severe. Um, The burns aren't quite as deep. And uh, it's only just on one side of her. Um, Looking over, you notice on her shoulder, on on the little, uh, the the side of her that's burned, you notice three shards of something lodged deep into her shoulder. Oh my. I kind of give Jarnan a look and then I'll look over to sort of where, like where he drags them from and I'll just be like, like, kind of searching for some kind of explosion, just really confused at the kind of wounds (laughs) and like where they're coming from the river and I'll be like, all right, let's, uh, let's hustle. Let's get these back. Uh, who's gonna help, uh, Jarnan, you're gonna help me with the, with the big one? I can help you with this one, yeah, if, if the other two can, can get this one. Finn, can you handle a child? Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna suggest. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, um... Try it, help me out with this. Yeah. Do I, do I hear him calling over to me? Yes, yeah, okay. you're, you're pretty close. You're keeping your distance, but you're still close enough within earshot. All right, my, my feathers are gonna just slightly... Shift back a little bit, and I'm going to smooth them back down. I'm going to use my hands to grab the other side of the stretcher. Okay, um, Shrya, as you pick it up, it's it's a little bit of uh, like a seesaw. It's it's tilting a little bit up towards you as <laughs> Flynn just can't really get the height on no. it. Um, but you guys are able to to continue moving as uh, the body that you are carrying is fairly light. Um, Kalik and Jarnan, however, are struggling a little bit with the the muscle-bound Goliath that you guys are carrying. Um, but you guys, again, slosh through the mud back to the medical tent and are able to make it there within a couple minutes and uh, put the stretchers on top of tables. As, we, as we're as we moving them, I'm like hurriedly discussing with Jarnan like the procedure that we're going to be taking to uh, address like the, the shards stuck in her shoulder and stuff. And he looks to you and he goes, Caleb, uh, uh, do you want to do you want to take one of them and I can take the other? What What do you think? Do you think these look like uh, arcane burns uh, or some sort of fire? Uh, do you want to take this or should I? Um, uh, I kind of blanch and and uh, have to take a second. And I, I, I've got it. I'll, I'll handle it. Um, I can handle this one. Uh, the girl seems slightly less wounded, uh, so maybe you can look after her. The, yeah, the I can I can look after them both. Um, oh, while I'm doing my work, um, just remember we've got uh, all of our supplies in there. I think we've got um, oh, we've got only four healing potions left, so um, use those sparingly in the tent. All right. Of course. I mean, that's a last resort. Of course. And uh, he sort of helps you uh, carry these stretchers back and put them on the table. And you now have uh, these two bodies laid on uh, your medical tables. All right. So I set about uh, trying to remove the, the shards uh, that are in the shoulder. And then uh, 
I will uh, take a very, very deep breath and nervously exhale. And I will uh, place my hands on on the shoulder, on the wounds, on the barns. And I will whisper, Manere, and attempt to cast uh, Cure Wounds. Okay. Um, which order are you doing this in? Are you taking the shards out first or are you healing first? Uh, taking them out first. So okay. I'm going cleanly. I'm going to have you make a sleight of hand check um, with some of your medical equipment to see if you can get these uh, these little shards out of her shoulder. Nice. Okay. That's good. That's good. Appreciate it. <laughs> 24. 24. Nice. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Sleight of hand. Sorry. I'll, yes. Uh, it's just a uh, dirty 20. Okay. Still very good. Um, so, yeah, you reach in and very careful not to uh, disrupt any of the the uh, blood flow or anything like that, trying not to make the, the wounds any worse than they currently are. Um, you're able to very carefully pick out these three shards. And as you're picking them out, they are covered in blood and uh, obviously sort of tough to see. But as some of the blood drips off, you can see a faint white glow from within each of these shards. Um, it's it's very dull, even after you rub off some of the blood. And uh, you take them out and you're able to, to put them onto the operating table next to her. Got one of those little metal tins. Drop it in. and For sure. Uh, and then after that, you cast Cure Wounds, correct? That's right. All right. Um, you can go ahead and cast that. Uh, that is, you get, uh, 10, sorry. Yes. 10, 10 points of health back. Yes. 10 um, points of health and back. And as, as they, as it does, the, the wounds themselves, they, um, they almost appear to, to, to burn at the edges. Like they have a slight orange glow to them, like a dull orange glow. And, uh, almost as though, uh, it's like little black flecks of dust begin to like assemble coming out of the uh, of the orange glow and as they do they reform the the skin and the damaged areas and um and flicker flicker as uh as they, they almost like blow away like dust in the air and as they do all of the wounds close all of the burns completely heal over and march you spring back to life with a breath in your chest and you are now conscious and i <laughs> I exhale with like such great like relief and just ha ha yes yes who the who who the hell are you guys where 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 where's Alma where where the hell where is Alma what did where is Alma where is she where where this one right here uh, Alma is. Has this? Uh, she doesn't happen to be a child, does she? Yeah, well, I mean, you can call her that, but she's not really like a fucking child. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is she, Oma? Uh, Oma, what? What's going on? Oma, what's? What's? What? She's gonna. She... She's not conscious yet. You're in some kind of accident. I will. I will gently, gently push, push her back down. Just, like, just take, take a moment. You're going to be fine. Who the Always hell push. are you? Uh, my name is Caleb Gray. I'm a, I'm a doctor. Um, you, you've had some kind of accident. We've just now uh, begun your treatment. So <gasps> I think you're going to be in fight and shape in, oh, yeah, in no time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. She's like kind of talking to herself like, oh, fuck. 
Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what? Uh, how? How long have I been out? Uh, we don't know. We we found you on the on the riverbed. Uh, Jarnan here uh, probably saved your lives. Um, Jarnan, how how does the child look? Is she is uh, Alma? I take it. Uh, is she doing all right? You look over, and he is uh, in the process of putting um, a, a mixture of herbs and uh, looks like crushed up flowers on top of the burned areas of her skin and then uh, putting uh, wet towels and cloths over those burns. And he looks back at you and he says, well, um, I've, I'm sort of doing more of a long-term solution here, but uh, it looks pretty surface level, so this this isn't really my thing. Um, I can, I'll can i go over and grab one of the healing potions. Uh, I know you might be uh, pretty drained after that. And he, uh, he walks over to the medical counter where you can see there are four healing potions there on the counter. He grabs one, uncorks it, and runs back over to the, the little girl on the table and sort of tilts her head back, opens up her jaw, and pours the healing potion down her throat. And with that, you see her burn marks begin to completely heal and uh, heal over. And with that, Oma, you burst back to life with a breath in your chest, and you are now conscious. like dwarves and 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 halflings and and birds and and pale freeze, freeze. elves Alma Marsh I'm Marsh, here where's, I'm here I'm here where's Ayer oh my gosh she's gonna be so mad at me oh no what did I t- oh no oh no are they coming are they, are they okay did they get out I don't. Were there were there others? No. Should we be looking for other bodies? I don't. I don't. Were, were any, I don't. Is anybody with you? Think I don't. I managed to get you, and that was that was it. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't. I, if they were with us, they would have been there. And if they weren't with us, they're gonna find us soon. So, March, March, let's go. We gotta go. Yeah, if this has been great, um, I really appreciate you, small beings, and uh, except the, the the what bird he. Hey, what's up? How you doing? You look great. Um, but uh, we should. Uh, yeah, I I thank you very very much for all of all of this assistance. Um, yeah, K K K Kaylin Kaylin K K Kaylin Um, thank you, sir. That was great. Um, if there's food. And water, we will grab it and be uh, on our way. Hi, uh, excuse me, my, uh, I'm Flynn. Flynn Fellowy. Did you guys say you, uh, are, are you in trouble or something? Is there any, you guys March, okay? Marshalling, actually. The name's Marshalling. If you ever call me that, I will step on you. Please call me March. Not sure why you, you told me your full name if you don't want me to call it, but okay, sure. March, it's, got it. <laughs> I thought you were a child. I'm sorry. Uh, that happens. I understand. Nope, nope. I'm a halfling, so similar but different um are you guys in trouble do you need help um are we in trouble is a difficult don't say anything oh uh, you're yeah we're yeah, not in no, any trouble we're fine, fine. Um, we're just gonna this has been great um, you look great yeah. we should do this every tuesday um and uh, i'll bring i'll bring the wine next time it'll be well, fun we're not gonna stop you from leaving i mean i don't have there's no reason to detain you here you just be careful, don't take any part in any more explosions. I have a question. Where exactly 
Are we? Yes. Uh, this is called Crest. It's a it's a military encampment. It's uh, it's a sort of a a forward uh, facing base for but like ongoing which combat side of the war. Could you be a little bit more specific about where we are? You guys are currently in Ondale. Uh, Ondale. <laughs> Great. I was like, are we in Ondale or, or Gamble Deer? I couldn't remember. <laughs> Ondale. Ondale. Got it. Um, yeah. Um, March, I don't really know how to get back where we were. Do we want to um, get back where we were, Alma? No. no. Um, is there any, I mean, are you guys go? is there towns nearby? Is there like somewhere we can, Preferably I don't know, we want to be with soldiers necessarily, but. Not very near. Uh, DM, wh- where's the closest town? Do I know I've come from there, right? Um, yeah, you, you've come from there. Um, you would know that the closest town is actually uh, Addersfeld, just to the east. It's about right. uh, a day and a half travel, uh, but there is a main road that goes from Coldcrest to Addersfeld. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could go to Addersfeld. Uh, there's a good, uh, decent community there, decent uh, group of folks. Um, I don't know what you're running from, but... Uh, whatever you need, you could probably find it in Addersfield. Great. I spent a lot of time there. Did you want to go back? Or, I mean, do you know bored. how to get there? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do. Who are you? Yes, I am Flynn Fellowweave. I think I may have said that already. Um, but but I'm part of the Ironlight Collective, and their castle is in Adderfeld. And I was actually sent with the bird friend here, Shreya, and I'm helping him with a problem. And um. I mean, I, I've been looking for people to help me help me with his problem, and um, Kaylee's helping. What's the problem? DM, sorry, DM. Would we have heard of Ironlight Collective in relation to the Halogard? Um, you guys can make a history check for me. Does anyone know <laughs> what the Ironlight Collective? <laughs> it's a secret. You may not know, but he never lets you forget. <laughs> That's right. Uh, DM, am I okay to make you a are, check? Yes, as well? you're good to make that. I, I got a 10. A 10? I got a uh, 19. Oh, oh there nice. you go. Um, Olo would not have heard of the Iron Light Collective. Uh, March would have. Um, you would know that uh, there's just like a scatter, like a, a smattering of members here and there. Um, you know it's not a very big organization. Um, you've come across one or two in your day. They just seem to be very like distant sort of lone wolf types, but uh, pretty good hunters and trackers. Oh, um, okay. Uh, you're, uh, d- you know what? Uh, what uh, let's, let's back, it, let's back up for just a second. Uh, you were saying that the, uh, the, 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 the man in the corner with the feathers, he's got a problem. What is this problem yeah. that you're, you're talking um, about? So apparently there's, uh, some kind of magical, uh, essence or problem in, in his hometown. And I've been tasked as definitely not my first mission. To help him fix that problem. Um, And I know you guys said that you're running, I guess, from someone or maybe someone's after you. I can protect you if uh, if you come with us and help us with the problem. And then I can help escort you back to Adderspeld once we finish. Where where is this hometown of yours, Shia? (gasps) My hometown is not very 
My ancient home is very far from here, but where I've been spending my recent days is not far from here at all. But before we get into my troubles, I, I go over and I look at March. Those items you have on your back, those those javelins, I, I would very much like to examine them a little bit more closely if I could. Trya's got a, it's got a thing about auras and such, so you, you might just want to oblige him. Yeah, but March, March you, doesn't you want me to really just hand you, hand you a javelin? give her items to people, especially her weapons. She kind of has a thing about that. Um, I've been studying them really very personal. since I even took a closer look while she was unconscious, so I hope that's you not did a problem. What? Don't say things I'm, like I'm that, Trya. Don't, just don't. You did what while I was unconscious? What is happening? You want to look at my javelins? You you, you just want me to give you weapons? I only this saw is... the top part of them poking out. And I've seen very similar ones before. I've even made some before. And I I always have an eye toward decent craftsmanship. Yeah, you really should have led with that. I would have gladly been like, yeah, take the take a look at this. But now I want to... I do apologize. Some, mm. of, the, some of the customs you earthwalkers have are a bit lost on me and the... Order of operations is something I'm still learning. Uh, what's an Earthwalker? I'm so sorry. I I don't understand. The creatures like yourselves who primarily walk the Earth on two legs and two feet. Mm. Aren't you standing on the Earth right now? So aren't you technically an Earthwalker right now? Like in this moment, aren't you technically Earthwalking? Try it. Show him. And I'll do this with my hands. <laughs> well, it is not my preferred mode of getting around. Uh, and are we are we still inside a tent? We're inside. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, I kind of give Jarnan a like long look. <laughs> so just so you know, I, uh, I have to leave here. Uh, yeah, Commander Vash took some issue with... Uh, my work as of late, and so um, you're going to be on your own here for a spell. No, not sure. You can, yeah. you can tough it out. He was pretty adamant, and I may have said a few things that might not have uh, endeared me to to him uh, for much longer. Anyway, oh yeah, that'll do. Even it. if he can. Yeah, he's a pretty short-tempered uh, guy. Uh, hey, uh, listen, uh, you've been amazing. To work with. Um, I know you've sort of been hitting a rough patch here, but I've really enjoyed working with you. Um, you've got a good heart, and um, it uh, it's going to be tough without you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a tough time finding a replacement. So uh, if if this is really it, um, I, I wish you luck on your travels. But um, you you've been you've been amazing to work with. So thank you. I'm. <laughs> I'm so thankful to have met you, Jarn and I. I hope our paths cross again. Um, and please be safe out here. I will. And don't let the last couple days and couple weeks keep you from thinking of all the lives that you've saved before. Just because you lose a few. And in this line of work, you do lose a few. You will lose a few. Don't let those keep you from thinking of all of the people that you've saved. That's it. That's all I got. That's that's all I need. I appreciate it. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, be be careful with those uh, those other clerics. You know, they're not all not all good eggs. Yeah, I, I'll be uh, hard pressed to find one as good as you. And he he turns around and and sort of goes back to uh, mixing some herbs and some uh, some. We do a very a very masculine you know shoulder pat <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yes. DM. Um, do I see, like, if I take a look around the area, do I see anything that seems like it's, it would be helpful to me in the future, like health potions, like things like that? Do I see anything that's, that looks un, unmanned? Uh, yeah, make a perception check. Could I also do one for, like, oh, any no. type of, um, <laughs> any type of thing that, like, would would signify where we are, like something that has cold crest on it, maybe a piece of paper that's a medical piece of paper, I mean the trash or or uh, utensil that has the name on any type of like souvenir. Yeah, I uh, guess. you can make a perception check too. Okay. That's a nine for me. A nine. Um, you see some uh, medical equipment everywhere. You do actually see uh, the three remaining healing potions. Those are just sort of laid out right on the front table there. Those are not hard to spot. Um, but anything beyond okay. that, you don't really know what it is even. Are are there a lot of people by the health potions? Um, everyone is sort of in the middle of the room right now, and the healing potions are off in the corner. So no one's really anywhere near. Okay. So I'm making a plan in my head. I'm formulating it. Um, so while people are talking and figuring out the next move, I have that ser- like series of numbers going on in my head of trying to <laughs> process whether I can get away with this. But as we leave, or as like I, just, I know I'm about to leave soon. I, we don't tend to stay in places long, so I would like to be calculating the best chances of me swiping. Some healing potions as I exit. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so w- as everyone begins to leave, when that happens, uh, we can, that we happens, can get yeah. to that. Uh, what was that? I'm planning it in my head. All right. What was the uh, souvenir <laughs> check for Flynn? Um, so I only got a six. So I guess maybe... What do I see? I guess, you find some trash in, and a- <laughs> in general. You see an What's apple from Jarnan's lunch. Um you, yeah, you uh, you look around. It's it's mostly medical equipment. Um, nothing that is necessarily stamped with a cold crest uh, crest. Um, I'll. What's the name uh, of the dwarf Jarnan again? Frostthane. I'll just walk up to Jarnan and I'll kind of um, whenever he's not busy talking to Kalik or, or anyone else, and I'll just kind of. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Um, this sounds weird, and it probably is. But I'm kind of a bit of like a collector, and um, I'm just curious. Do you guys? I don't know. Is there anything here that I could maybe take? That that's not bad. Um, I I, I'm palm. looking for anything that's <laughs> kind of like a souvenir, um, just to kind of like commemorate my travels as, you know, as like a, a remembrance for my first, uh, you know, time going out. Uh, is there anything you guys have that I don't know, like a like pincer thing or like forceps or something? I don't know. Is he, this, uh, are you dumb? trying to be quiet, Russ? Or are you like, just shout, just can we all hear this? Because yeah, I, I want to, while I hear that, I want to turn to Marge and say, I thought he said this wasn't his first mission. I'm pretty sure he's full of shit. <laughs> he looks younger than you, Alma. Come on now. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta just like shrug and darn and like, I don't know, give, give the lad a pair of pliers. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta be something we don't need anymore, right? Um, and he sort of, he looks around and he's he's searching for something and then his eyebrows go up. And he, oh, I've, I've got the perfect thing. You're going to love this. And he, he runs over and he opens up a drawer and he's got uh, three little um, stamps. Like when you stamp... Um, when you oh, stamp no. wax into a letter to seal it up, he's got three stamps, and uh, they've all got sort of a, uh, a military crest on it that symbolizes Cold Crest Outpost. Um, yeah. And he's got three of them, and he hands you one of them, and it looks a lot older. The uh, the um, imprint on the bottom where you press it into the wax looks a little bit warped and is probably not as deep as it once was. And he goes, uh, here, you can have this. I was actually just going to throw this one out. Um, I got I got a new one this morning. Uh, I, I use this to stamp all of my uh, medical documents and uh, send those back uh, up to the main fort. Uh, you can take this if you want. This is perfect! Can I take it? Thank you so much! This is perfect! And I'll pull my bag off all happy and excited that I was successful and I'll open it up and just doop, chuck it in the bag, close it, tie it up, throw okay. it on my bag. Looking at Flynn, Thanks. can I tell how old he is? Does he seem like very young or just very exuberant? Um, He's in like his early 20s. Okay. Maybe like 21, 22-ish. So- 20. DM, yeah. can I retroactively make a, like a while this has been happening? Yeah. Yeah, what would you uh, like to so do? While- while this has been happening, uh, I will have been getting increasingly uncomfortable and uncomfortable. They may or may not have seen me slip out of the tent uh, and fly down to the river to wash off the mud and muck off my talons and like lower ring of feathers. But for those who haven't noticed, uh, I do this and then come back slightly dripping on my way back. Uh, I, I don't know how long it took for this to transpire, but my flight speed is is pretty... I, I have a feeling I might have been able to take yeah, care of this. Yeah, for sure. While, um, this while all this has happened. been happening, you've had plenty of time. The river isn't too far away. Um, you've been able to go down, sort of wash off, and then come back. Um, and right as you step back through the uh, the flaps of the tent, Kellick, you, with your passive perception, begin to hear just like a slight rattling of metal. And it, it's almost like uh, something's vibrating two pieces of metal together. And you sort of look around and you look back to the, the little tin that you put those crystals in that you took out of March. And you can see one of them, uh, t- two of them look just about like they did uh, with a dull white glow. Um, one of them, however, is beginning to vibrate and beginning to glow a little bit brighter and brighter. And as it is, you notice that this one is cracked, unlike the other two. This one has a a slight crack running through it. And it begins to glow brighter and brighter and brighter, and then it shatters within the tray. And from the tray, uh, a wisp of white smoke comes up from where the crystal was. And it wisps around the room. And at this point, everyone begins to notice this, this ghostly wisp flying around the room, almost searching. And it makes its way over to one of the dead bodies that's on the tables. And it makes its way over, and it hovers above a smaller human who is deceased. And it moves over to the next one, and it moves to uh, a pretty well-built elf. And then it moves over to the next one to a massive half-orc that is laying dead on the table. And then it 
rushes towards his face, fills his nostrils and his mouth as the half-orc springs back to life. You can see a hole in his chest where the, the wound was that he died, about half a foot across, six inches, a hole straight through his chest as he bursts back to life. And he sits up on the table, grabbing everyone's attention. And he looks down at his hands and he looks back and forth as he opens his hands and closes his hands, getting re-familiarized with the muscles and how they work. And he looks over to all of you and he looks confused and he looks over each one of you guys and he opens his mouth to speak, but the voice that comes out is not that of a massive half-work. It's that of a woman. And the voice emanates as they're looking down at their hands and goes, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting. Wow, this is new. Where am I? As she looks to the group. Uh, I sort of look around like, anybody want to take this? <laughs> What sort of mismatched creature is this? Was, was that body unconscious? Like, it did it just wake up? Maybe? Uh, what manner of spirit are you? <laughs> I just point to the hole when Alma says that in his chest. And I don't. she I don't looks know. down at her chest now, and she sees the, the massive hole that has begun to rot from the death that has occurred. And she goes... Oh, well, wasn't expecting that. It's not ideal, but, you know, you work with what you get. Now I'll ask again, where am I? You're in Coldcrest, in Ondale. Ondale. Why did you come here? Well, what, what manner of creature are you? Ondale, I can make that work. What are you? Well, I'm obviously not what I once was, but I don't think, uh, don't think I can stay like this. I, uh, I'm gonna take my leave. Unfortunately, I can't have any of you knowing that, uh, this has transpired. Uh, so I will leave you with goodbye, and, um, good luck. And she waves her hand as some magical energy emanates from the half-orc fingers. And a, a spark of yellow energy bursts the other three unconscious bodies back to life as well. As you hear, and you can see the three unconscious bodies that were previously dead or unconscious limbs begin to pop back into place and wounds begin to slightly heal over but with a necrotic look to them and they gargle and wake up and hop off the tables and she looks to the rest of you and she says goodbye and good luck. And she hops off of the table and steps back through a dimension door that sucks her body away. Uh. <laughs> As you are just about to prep it, we are going to uh, begin initiative. Shit. So everyone <gasps> roll initiative. Hey. As you guys uh, are staring down fine, three zombies. No! In this medical tent. Um, yes. DM, while she was kind of chatting, could I have looked in that tin 
where the shard energy magic came out of. Are the other ones, are they vibrating? I just kind of wanted to like take a look over as she yeah. was talking to Kaelic or it's, were they it's moving? It's tough they... to see. The other two um, are dormant, it seems. Um, a slight white glow mm-hmm. to them, uh, but that's the same as when Kaelic uh, took them out of March. Um, uh, this may be too much, but as they were talking, could I have like taken a clipboard or a piece of wood and just slowly, as she was talking, just lift it up and place it on top of the tin to cover it, <laughs> thinking that that's going to help? <laughs> um, yeah, you can make a uh, make a stealth check to see if you sure. can... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just like, <laughs> as they're talking, like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like trying to cover it <laughs> something, thinking that's going to stop it from coming out. Ooh, that's actually really good. You said what? Stealth? Slide of hand? Stealth. Hold on. Yeah, it's stealth because you're you're actually gonna have to move over, grab an item, and then put it over yeah. there. Twenty-one. Uh, Twenty-one. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you're you're able to to grab um, just like a little plank of wood and, and put it cool. over the tin. So with that, um, I am going to be taking initiatives. Oma, what's your initiative? Eight. Eight. <laughs> nice, Flynn. What's your initiative? Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Shreya, what's your initiative? Five. March. What you got? Fifteen. What was that? Fifteen. Fifteen. And Kellick. Twenty-two. Twenty-two, nice. Yeah, it was a natural twenty. Nice. <laughs> you did it too early. I know, I know, it's useless <laughs> <in> initiative. <laughs> okay, so with these three zombified corpses now hopping off of the table. Um, you guys are all about 10 feet away from these zombies. Kellick, what would you like to do? You are first in the initiative. Oh, man, I had to be first. <laughs> all right. It's definitely not where um, you want the cleric. Yeah. I will... Uh, yeah, I'm going to... to uh, uh, clench my, my uh, right hand around uh, my amulet and... Uh, I uh, begin to mutter under my breath, uh, ex coquo, and I will cast uh, Toll the Dead. Okay. Uh, nice. With my newfound uh, strength. Nice. And that is a wisdom save. A wisdom save. That they have to, that, uh, I, uh, how many are there? There are three. There's the elf, uh, there's the elf, the uh, human, and one there's more. There's an elf and two humans. Yes. Elf and two humans, all right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll use it on the elf, because why not? Okay. Why not discriminate? <laughs> okay, I mean, you're so an elf, so... A wisdom yeah. save, that is going to be a four for their wisdom. All right, that is a fail. Uh, so that's... Nice. I got maximum. Uh, I did... Uh, that's eight necrotic damage. Um... The uh, the wounds that he has uh, already that have sort of healed slightly, um, they begin to sort of like glow with that same orange uh, color, uh, and like with flecks of, of of white light as well, and uh, it almost looks like he's cooking, like there's like steam is coming off, and and from those those dusty flecks, like ashes begin to blow out from them, and those wounds begin to just like even farther apart from where they were before uh, as uh, he takes that damage, the eight uh, necrotic damage. 
he does not seem to be enjoying that as his his uh, now newly corporeal form again is uh, beginning to be torn apart. Uh, is that the Back end of your turn? With you. <clears throat> uh, I turn to Darnan and I just say, now they get up. Now they start to heal. Of course. And that is my turn. All right. Uh, Jarnan looks back and he gives you, he doesn't say anything, but he give, he just gives you one of those shrugs <laughs> like, hey man, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, next up on the initiative is Flynn. What would you like to do? Ooh. Um, hmm. So there's three kind of like, how far away are they? They're all 10 feet away from you. 10 feet. And he just kind of damaged one of them. I saw that happen. Yeah. Um, well, I'll pull out <clears throat> my short sword and I'll take my shield out, and I'll run up and hit the one that uh, Kaylee hit. Nice, okay. <laughs> Make an attack roll. Sure. Ooh, that's not bad. Um, with my short sword, it's a ooh, 21. Uh, 21 definitely hits. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'll come up to it, and uh, it, these things look like undead, or do these other bodies seem to have been risen from the dead? Yeah, very clearly okay. they okay. were dead. Now they are not. I just want to make sure that I'm like not attacking on like a innocent civilian. Okay, Dermage is eleven points of piercing damage as I run up and just <laughs> thrust it into the, the chest. Nice, and it <laughs> really did not enjoy that. Um, as you uh, <laughs> you stab it through the chest, and I'll um, can I? Can I position myself so that I'm like, are they next to each other or are they spread out? They're almost right next to each other. Yeah. I'll kind of position myself, pull my shield up, put my sword on it, kind of like uh, like 300, where they like put their shields up and put the sword or spear right on top of it and like get into nice. like a phalanx part. And I'll do that right in front of the one I just attacked and then kind of pivot. So like I'm, I'm in melee with at least two of them. Um, and I'll just kind of, you see like Flynn kind of gets serious, like, all right, fun times. Gonna have to wait. And he like gets ready. He's like, "All right." And that's okay. And as you get ready, the zombie that you just attacked and pulled your sword out of is gonna lunge forward and attempt to uh, uh, claw at you with its Go hands. for it. Um, that is gonna be a eleven to hit. Nope. I'm gonna no. try and block it with my shield. All right. He reaches out with both of his hands, and you're able to deflect his attack with your shield. That is going to be his turn. Um, next up, March. What are you going to do? You got three zombies in front of you. Uh, March. It, okay, just to clarify, uh, have we identified which zombie just attempted to attack Flynn? Yes. The, you said there was one elf and two humans, correct? Yes. The elven zombie is the one that has been damaged and tried to attack Flynn. Hmm. Okay, and that's one that Kalik has also damaged. The other two have not in any way. That is correct. Okay, so I am going to uh, whip out my Warhammer and briefly look over at Trya and say, this is why I don't just hand over weapons to people. Why are you all wet? And then run towards <laughs> one of the human zombies and attempt to just get him. Okay, make an attack roll. I forgot they went to the river. to <laughs> <laughs> That is a natural 20. Nice. Okay. So that is a critical hit. Um, New die. 
dice. New dice. So <laughs> really this. I'll explain. Dice, um, I'll explain real quick our uh, critical hit rule. Um, so in order to have a little bit more oomph to the critical hits, um, we are taking the maximum amount of damage on the dice and just maxing that out for the first roll. And then the second roll, you actually roll the dice and then add the modifiers. Um, so that is going to be, what's the, the die that you're rolling now, March? It will be, so it is a 1d8 plus four. So you're saying automatically max damage is 12? Automatically max damage is 12, yes. And then you are adding okay. your rolled damage. Got it. That's so huge. That's gonna be- <laughs> Just gonna blast it. Yeah. Nine plus twelve, twenty-one. Twenty-one <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> How are you swinging at this thing with your warhead? Uh, I essentially I wanted to, I, I basically wanted to just kind of pull it out, have my shield up, make my sassy remark to try it, and then just come up on the right side of it, trying to go straight towards its cheek, thinking to myself, don't you have to hit zombies in the head to kill them? <laughs> and that's sort of my my mentality is, is I want to go right for, for the cheek teeth area. Nice. So you get down and you swing from low to high and your, uh, your Warhammer makes perfect contact with his chin. And as it does, the chin completely shatters. And most of its, like half of its face and most of its forehead go flying off. And you can actually see into this thing's head and you can see its brain still a little bit there as it's writhing around um, as most of its face and head is gone and it's just barely hanging on. (laughs) Just barely hanging on. Um, Is that going to be your full turn? Uh, How far away is Flynn from me? I'm like right next to her now, right? Yeah, you are. Wouldn't we be kind of... You are right next to him, yeah. I'm just going to let Flynn be like, do you see its brain? It's just gross. Yeah. That was good. I'm gonna have to try that <laughs> next just, time. Just put, just, just put, just put that up, and and also at the same time, kind of trying my eyesight to look for where Alma is. But that's that's also that's all I'm gonna do. Okay, and with that, focus uh, up, March. Me and you, and I'll kind of like get next to With that, it is Alma's turn. What would you like to do? So Alma's still on the bed that she was healed on. She's just like <laughs> sitting up, and 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 like just staring at everything. A little glass of water. <laughs> and this whole time she was thinking about like how before the zombies started she was like how am I going to steal this health potion <laughs> and now she's she's like she so she is she I'm going to use my movement to okay. get onto my knees on the bed okay so like I'm I'm just like crouched on the bed mm-hmm. um, and I want to take in the scene I want to see March in melee with two of them uh, Flynn in melee with the other two is that yeah, like a... yeah, that's that's sort of how it is. It's uh, Flynn and March up against, right up against these three zombies. Okay, so um, I know what just happened to myself. So I put my hand on my burns that have mostly healed, yeah. and I um, I kind of call out in a worrying voice, March, um, and. I rub my hands together and I say duck and I throw this like warbling mass of um, energy that's multi- like 
multicolored. It's changing color regularly. Um, it, it's going from blues to reds to greens and and sickly greens and browns and 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 um, it's been thrown. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, are you going to need something to from roll. me on that? No, okay, I need perfect. to roll to hit. So roll that damage or roll to hit. Sorry. Yeah. So so to hit, that is um, twenty three. <laughs> Oh nice. yeah, twenty three definitely hits. And I, it is, um, it is a spell, so I need to roll for wild roll magic. For wild magic. Um, this spell, can you target multiple creatures, or is it just one creature? Um, you can if you roll the damage right, but right now it's just one creature. Okay, gotcha. But it's it can potentially hit multiple. Okay. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, roll that damage first, and then we'll do wild magic after after everything is done. Great. Is this on the last leg elf guy that we've been attacking or is it different? Um, I didn't aim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I threw it, I threw it at, at zombies and they were all kind of clumped together. So I was just kind of like hit zombie. Um, I'm, I, I aimed it. away from March, obviously, because I yeah. said her name, but- um, can, I, can I scream like, everybody down? But my eyes, you can tell that my eyes sometimes close a little bit when I'm casting a spell. If you're looking, so, um, yeah. Okay, so do you want me to just choose which zombie this is going to go yes, for? you okay. can choose which zombie. Okay, I will roll so, for that. Um, nice. Uh, that is 13 points of, I will tell you what type of damage. That is 13 points of, um, as the a whirling ball goes color to color to color to switching, 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 it settles on this purple, this dusky purple color um, as it hits the zombie and does 13 points of psychic damage. Oh, okay. So um, you this ball bursts forward and um, not really seeing where it's going, it ends up hitting the zombie that uh, March just made contact with. Ah. <gasps> uh. And March, you're looking at this zombie. You're you're getting ready to attack once more, and you can see this ball. And the psychic energy blows up its brain, and its exposed brain that you had just, you know, hit the face off of, um, explodes. And it sort of uh, is it going to get all over? Yeah, me? It, it, a little bit. A little bit of brain gets on you. Um, but I hope it's zombie, to try and the, from it. the head completely explodes. And it falls to its knees and drops dead once more. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you roll Ew. your wild magic surge now, Oma. What do I need to roll above? Roll a d20. Uh, since this is your first one, as long as you don't roll a natural one. Are we count? We're not counting session zero? No. Okay. No way. Shut up. No, oh, way. no. I rolled a two. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! Jeez! <laughs> wow! We all just honestly held our breath. Okay. Wow! Very bad. Okay. Or very good. You or don't very know. Very good. Yeah. So the uh, the wild magic within you almost <laughs> sparks to life, but you're able to keep it at bay. Uh, is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. I'm I'm Perfect. shaking a little bit. I'm still kneeling. Okay. Uh, next up in the initiative is Shraya. You have two zombies in front of you. One of them, the elven zombie, is uh, pretty hurt, and the other one has been untouched. What would you like to do? The 
the other one, you you mentioned the one that's still standing but damaged is Elven in its original life form. Yes. What, what is the other one in its original Human. life form? Human. Okay. How 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 large is this? Um, pretty well built, uh, but it looks like it's been dead for a couple days, so the muscles have begun to decay and sort of wither okay. down a little bit. This may require a lot of successful rolls, but I'm going to try it. Uh, so I sort of lurch low, pull out my wings, and I mutter under my breath, Find your eternal rest in the elemental plane of air. And I sort of explode forward with my talons outstretched. Uh, and I'm going to attempt to plunge them into this human zombie and carry it up as far into the air as I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Sure. Well, shit. So what we're going to do here, um, you're just going to make a regular talent attack okay. um, because air cokers have those mm-hmm. talent attacks. Um, if you are uh, successful in that, attack, uh, then actually, no, this is just going to be a grapple attack. This is just going to be a straight grapple attack, um, and then you're going to see if you can carry him off. So that's going to be contested athletics. So why don't you make an athletics check for me? It's actually your athletics versus his dexterity. Okay. Zombies shouldn't be very dexterous. He rolled a 15 for his dexterity. Uh, I rolled an 18. Oh, nice. Nice. So you have him grappled, and uh, you are able to keep him in the air for uh, one round before you have to start making uh, strength checks to see if you can keep him up in the air. So, uh, yeah, you successfully grappled this zombie, and you're still in intent, so you're only able to take him up about 15 feet. Um, but you guys are now 15 feet above the ground. All right. Uh, that is, um, yeah, I don't have any bonus actions or extra movement that could take me any higher. So I'm just going to keep on that trajectory to end my turn. Okay. Very cool. Um, very surprised at what's happening and very confused. The zombie that you are currently uh, <laughs> holding onto is going to try and break free of your grapple. So I'm going to need another athletics uh-huh. check from you uh, to see if you can hold that grapple. Oh, he rolled pretty well Ooh. again. He got a 15. Damn it. I got a 14. Oh, oh, a no. 14. So close. Okay. Wait, do I add anything to athletics? That's strength, right? Or... Yes. No, my strength is shit. Nope. <laughs> um, but the benefit is for you, uh, he's 15 feet up in the air, so he's going to take a little bit of fall damage here as he plummets back towards the ground. Yeah, he is. Nice. You meant to do that. You meant oh, to yeah, pull, right. bring him up and drop him. That was him. the goal. That was the goal. <laughs> As he drops, he drops vertical and he drops onto his feet. Like he, he drops in a standing position. But as he makes contact with the ground with, with a thud, you can see his knees sort of buckle in Ugh. and his, uh, his legs break a little bit. As he takes... Is, is he still standing now? Seven points so of much. He is still standing. Okay. So much ow. Very Okay, and then with that, uh, we're at the top of the initiative. So, Kalik, what would you like to do? Right, so one of them... is Are any of them dead yet? Or is it just... Yeah, so uh, one of the humans is dead. Um, and then right, you've got the elven zombie dead. and the other human zombie who have both taken damage at this point. 
Right. Uh, well, I will uh, go for the elven uh, zombie. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna step up and try out. Where are his like pre-existing wounds? Um, so it looks like the the wound that originally killed him uh, went from about his left shoulder down through his torso. It looks like uh, either a sword or an axe sort of cut him through his chest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he's got the, the stab wound from where um, Flynn originally stabbed him. So I'm just going to try and take my, my uh, sickle and just like pull pull whichever side looks uh, thinner apart from the okay. uh, center of the thing. I'm just going to grab it. Oh, uh, so I'll make an attack nice, roll. Nice, make an attack roll. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, for sure. And it's a 1d4, baby. Okay. <laughs> five five points of uh, <laughs> slash and damage. <laughs> nice. So you run up and you, you're you using your sickle, correct? Right. You dig your sickle into where the, uh, the wound the original wound ends and you rip and you continue to rip that wound straight through as the two, uh, the two halves of him now slide off of each other as it collapses to the ground dead. (sighs) That paid off. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? That will be. Nice. Okay. Flynn, you are up next. Uh, Kellick just ran up and sliced the zombie that was right in front of you in half. Uh, uh, there's one more zombie that uh, appears to have his legs broken. So there's only, sorry, is there one that's it? One left? There's one left, yes. Yeah, I'll uh, uh, change my angle and just run up to that one. And then uh, I'll call out to, to March. And I'll just be like, let's go, this one right here. And I'll thrust in and uh, just get a stab at its chest because I can't okay. aim for its head because he's too high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Make an attack roll. Sure. That is... Oh, 10? Uh, 10 hits. Yeah. Hey, let's go. Uh, okay, I'll get some damage here. Yeah, roll your damage. Ooh. Uh, eight points of piercing. Ooh, nice. Another great hit on this guy. He is still standing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can do at the moment. So, yeah, I'll just turn over to Kalik, give him a nod and a smile and a wink and kind of do my phalanx kind of thing with my shield on, on this last guy. I just look at him blankly. Just complete <laughs> stone-faced. <laughs> just, just confusion. <laughs> all right. Uh, with the end of Flynn's turn, next up is March. How far away um, are Flynn and this, the last remaining zombie now? Right now, they're 10 feet in front of you. 10 feet. Okay. So March has not moved when Flynn said, March, this one. March did nothing. <laughs> she didn't She didn't even. She was like, yeah, no, have fun. <laughs> um, but now she's she's going to kind of do, do a quick sigh. And, and she would like to run up to this guy and try and do the same thing because she saw that, that Flynn was basically going towards the hips like she's just going to try and try and actually hit in the head nice uh, and she felt that the last hit was was somewhat effective so perhaps she'll try the same thing again okay uh, make an attack roll yeah. I have to do math now 22 yeah 22 for sure hits. Nice. Roll your damage. Uh, 
seven. Seven points was exactly what you needed. So you swing your hammer <laughs> nice. around and uh, aiming for its head once again, you your hammer meets no resistance as it hits this thing temple, uh, this thing's temple and completely takes its head off of its shoulders. It collapses to the ground dead once more. And we are now out of initiative as you guys have three re-dead zombies laying in front of you. Damn, Arch. That was awesome. Do you think we sh- do you think we should have talked to them? What was, was that? There was a lady and a body, and, and I don't really like it when things that are dead start talking to me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think because they were dead, uh, that means we stabbed them. At least that's what I think. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe we can talk to them still. I don't really know how this works. If you want to no, try. No, I meant, I, meant, I meant alive. I meant, I just, I may have overreacted. Really sorry. Oma, where are you? Oma, are you okay? Where are you? you okay? How do, how you feeling? How are you? you good? I'm good. All good. I was oh. further back, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't, okay. I stay, stay a little, a little further back than you guys. But March, how many times do I have to tell you, don't get right in front of me? It makes it so hard. We have this conversation almost every day. Oma, what was that? That was, she does. what did you do? That was crazy. Um... Yeah, that happens sometimes. Cool. And I'll turn to Kalek and just be like, Hey, what's up, man? That was a good job. Yeah, you you too. Uh, Thanks, man. Well done. I think yeah, we make a pretty good for team. Your, uh, for your not first uh, adventure. That was quite a good uh, show. Yeah, it's... Uh, they train you up good in the Iron Lake Collective. Um, I, I kind of move my head up about 15 feet into the ceiling. Oh, that's what he meant by Earthwalker. Yeah, he can fly. Oh, I get it. <laughs> can you carry people? I'll hold my I'll hold my arms out. <laughs> I'll look up at him. I don't know if he can do it, but I'll hold my arms out. And be like, yeah, we we did it I once. Mean, I know you can like pick them up and drop them, but like, can you take them places? Uh, like us? Can I hear them? I'm, I'm, I'm going to imagine that I didn't mean to drop the zombie as I was, like, continuing to go higher. Yeah, well, you're still still within the tent, okay. um, and the tent is only about 15 feet tall. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, you're you're hovering right at about the top of the, the tent. Okay, great, great. Uh, I'm practicing with greater and greater weights to carry. Right now, I think I would only be able to carry this the smaller ones. I'm pretty small. Me too. Yeah, but I'm even smaller than you. I mean, I know I'm taller, but like... <laughs> yeah, as I look up at you. Well, we did it once earlier when we were on our way here. Um, it worked out pretty good. He actually pulled me out of danger, so... Well, that seems like fun. It was pretty fun. Maybe he'll do it with you sometime. Oh my gosh. Do you think he could do it when we... Are you guys going to that village that we're going to? Because like... Oh my god, that would be so fun if I could fly a little bit of the way there. I've yeah. never flown. It, it was pretty. It was pretty magical. <laughs> and as I sort of come calm down and like fan my way into into a landing, I turn my head with like a renewed sense of purpose, and I say, "But first, we must make sure that no more of these creatures come at us out of us out of surprise." And I turn to I, I turn to right. Kalik and I uh, and I say. Do we have any means of burning the rest of these bodies? I can call forth some flame if necessary, but 
Probably not the amount required to take care of this I, entire mass of bodies. I, I look at the table between March and I where the rest of the shards are now covered by like a piece of wood. <laughs> and I say, um, should we be worried about these? Yeah, that's why I, I put will, the... Take, take this moment to, uh, as, as I'm sort of taking um, the cue from Shreya and Alma, um, to sort of uh, mumble to myself, um, Bowkeeper, let me see what you see. Give me your eyes. Chedo Oculos. And I will use Eyes of the Grave uh, to, uh, and, and look at the crystals and see what I can see. Could you read out for me exactly what Eyes of the Grave does? Um, because that might depend. Okay. Um, it is, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, uh, as an action, you can open your awareness to magically detect undead. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any undead within 60 feet of you that is behind total cover and isn't protected from divination magic. Okay. Um, no. You do not see any source source of undead from these crystals. Right. Nor well, nor do you see undead remaining within this room. In any of the bodies? Yes. Right. Could I um <clears throat> could I turn to Shreya? Mm-hmm. And I'll uh uh Shreya, um does this look familiar to any of the stuff that's in the the forest that we've that you or the town that you're from? Is this a uh, is this what it was? Yeah based on my experience of what I've seen with the dark haunting energy of what me and my group of elves had encountered before? Um, Based on your experience, no. This was like zombies physically came to life and there was like a physical presence there, um, whereas you've experienced something that wasn't as physical or wasn't as present um, in the material plane. Not to my knowledge. This is an entirely new type of undead energy. Interesting. A uh, new mystery. I, I turned to March and I... Wh- how did you come upon these crystals stuck and embedded in your arm? While, while he says that, that can, I rock, the, can I like, walk over to the tin and pick it up? Yeah, That has the crystals sure. in it? Yeah. Can I just take a look, kind of like swish around... Like I'm swishing a drink and just switch it around and like look at them and roll them around. And can I like see if there's any type of magical essence to these things? Or like, can I, do I know what this is? Um, yeah. Uh, as, as you're doing that, um, we'll let, uh, March continue talking to, to Kayla sure. here. Just, just finish that. Yeah. Yeah. As we have this, as we have this conversation as well, my eyes are still, um, they're like smoking <laughs> ashen, uh, swirls of just white and orange uh, thing. I, I, I don't... It's, there's not there's not a straightforward answer to that, if I can be completely honest with you there. Marge, we got a little separated. Was that... Was that what Ayer was looking for? I don't know. I think it might have been. All I know is, is that a box was opened. I forget who opened. I think maybe maybe Kerr opened the box, or Air, or, or or somebody opened the box. And the next thing I know was was they were arguing about it, and then I was waking up to fire everywhere. That's all I remember. 
Right. Well, uh, I'm in agreement with Shreya that we should burn the bodies. Uh, Jarnan, do you think uh, we could uh, take these to the pit? Uh, you you see Jarnan is very shaken up. Um, he he hasn't seen anything like this. He, he was sort of cowering in the corner. Um, <laughs> and he goes, um, yeah, I mean, let's get these things out of here as soon as we can. Um, we can take them over to the pit. Um, I, I would prefer not to touch them, though. I got it. DM, did I see, were there any bodies laying dead outside the tent as well when we first walked up? On your approach, no. Okay. And she dimensioned, she dimensioned Dord right out of the tent, right? Yes. Okay. How many bodies roughly are in, are around us? Um, right now there are three. Um, there were five originally. Three of them were made into zombies. One of them was taken over by this essence. And then one of them is still laying unconscious, uh, from their wounds. Hmm. The one laying unconscious is a uh, dwarven man. Okay. For your reference. I'll um, keep looking. As you are looking at these things, sort of swirling them around in the tin, uh, make an arcana check for me. Beautiful. Oh, it was like on 20, and then it rolled off at 20. Uh, seven. <laughs> seven? Yeah. Um, it looks like these things have some sort of magical essence inherently to them, mm. but you can't really tell if they're active or dangerous or really what. So do I get the sense that they're it's more of a arcanic nature and less of an undead type of force? It's like seems like magic and not like I don't know. It's some sort of magic. Okay. You can't tell if it's uh, necrotic or not. Okay, I'll put it back on the undead table. in nature or not. Put the I'll, I'll put it back on the table and I'll put the clipboard back on it. Because I think it it's worked. safe to say we, we shouldn't leave those lying around. Yeah, and we don't want them cracking and releasing yeah, anymore. Um, no. Do you think? Do you think there will be anybody in the next town over that might be able to investigate them a little further? I mean, if Xavier were here, he could do it, but but he's not here, and I don't know where he is. So I I don't know who that is. But if we take him to the Ironlight Collective, I'm sure somebody there will know. Uh, all my contacts are useless to me. No, so I there's places you could take it maybe, but I couldn't I mean, go with you. Our contacts know what they are, but considering where we came from, I, I, they will kill us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can we get like uh, a look, little let's just be insight? Honest. They, 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 Oma, they seem fine. They, you know, they did bring us back, and then, you know, the the the. the wet bird flew up in the air and dropped a zombie and and the, this Flynn short you know it, it what are we you want to go with them we should probably just we should probably just be honest and say that if these people find us they potentially will kill us and by potentially I mean absolutely will I mean they're probably so. looking for this let's be honest if this is what was yeah. in the box and I don't know because I wasn't there but if if this is that, then then they're definitely looking for us. Unless they're dead. Maybe they're dead. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be lovely to think about? Um, who wants to leave? Um, as they're having this now. conversation, I, I think I'm like maybe I've solicited Jarnan's help and just like loading the bodies onto a, a wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you guys have uh, a couple of wheelbarrows at your disposal, um, and you're able to, to load the bodies. <laughs> We've had a lot of practice 
burning bodies. Unfortunately, yeah, you guys. Oh, that's sad. You guys have done this before. Um, as they were talking there, we were all in the room, so like we we were hearing them talk and discuss, right? Yes. Um. So, are you gonna tell us? Uh, um, you mentioned you guys gonna be honest, and then now we're leaving. Um, do we need to know anything to help protect you, or? I'm confused. I don't think we need protection. I think we're fine. You guys were both unconscious. Yeah, but they um, didn't do that to okay. us. Don't be silly. Explosion. Oh, yeah, there was us. an explosion, which, you know, sometimes sometimes buildings explode for weird reasons. Like, like for no fault of our own, sometimes buildings just explode, okay? Why are you <laughs> why are you coming at me? I'm not. I'm not. Um You okay? <laughs> I don't think we should let them go. Man becomes an informer when they cannot be soldiers. Um, what he said. Also, I really think you guys could help us save Shreya's village. I'd really like for you guys to come with us, and then we can head to Addersfield right after um, and get a lot of questions answered. Right. Um, I'm sorry... I have a question. Shariah? 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 The second way you said it is correct. Shariah. Okay. I, I have a question. Um. Well, <laughs> we just saw um, a half-orc arise from the dead um, with some type of wizard woman inside of him. Um, and he brought... She brought... He, they... They brought... They brought... Um, a bunch of bodies back to life. Now, I don't know what's happening at your village, but if you were to scale, put those both on a scale, which one would you do first? Because I don't, I, that seems really crazy to me. Like like something that probably should be fixed right away. Because um, who knows how many bodies she's going to bring back to life that are going to start killing people. Um, but like maybe there's something way worse happening at your village be- because that's also possible. So, like, on the grand scheme of of world-ending catastrophes, where do these fall? I'll state my purpose again. I think we should burn what remains of these undead beings, and then I... As he says this, me and Jordan are bringing the wheelbarrow back and going out again. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think I must report back to those who would find this turn of events very interesting indeed. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to unpack that for a second. Um, Burn the bodies and then find out what's going on with the stones and find the girl, right? So village is... Did, did I unpack that right? Yes, I think my superiors must know of this as soon as possible. Oh, okay. So going to the village for your superiors, not going to, you think- to this... Uh, uh, Do you think the guild? villagers might have insight? Is that what you're saying, Shreya? Do they they might know what these crystals are? There is a chance. I have somewhat experience. I haven't examined these crystals yet myself. Can I take a look at them? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll lift off the clipboard <laughs> as he reaches for him. <laughs> um, for you, you can make either a uh, nature or arcana check. Nice. On these uh, nature's going to be better for me. Okay. That is a uh, 18. 18. Um, you look at these and you're looking in and you you really 
you sort of know people's auras and their essences, and you're really good at sort of seeing into people. And you look at these crystals, and you feel the same sort of aura of a person within this crystal. Some sort of essence is housed within these crystals. I can't see far, but these crystals are housing a spirit of some sort. I think the elven brotherhood, sisterhood that I've come from might know more about how we can divine more about what they actually mean. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Um, what I know just from my map setup and everything, how, are we closer mm-hmm. to Adderspeld or his village? Um, you guys are a little bit closer to uh, his village up in the Shadow Timberland to the north. Um, it's going to be a little ways of a journey into the forest, um, but it is a little bit of a shorter distance okay. there. Um, you know, Addersfield is directly to the east, and um, the commune within the forest is just about northeast. Um, okay, so Flynn uh, will kind of pipe up after he says that. Kind of. Um, also, if if we go to his village, it's actually a little closer than Addersfeld, so we can actually potentially kill two birds with one stone. Sorry, Shreya, I didn't mean it that I way. I do not like that expression. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we might be able to get answers about the crystals and save his village, and if they don't have all the answers, then we can head to Addersfeld right afterwards. Um, I put down the wheelbarrow, and I... <clears throat> yeah, and besides, the the the... The creature's village is in trouble. I mean, that takes precedence over some mysterious... We don't have any idea what came out of those crystals. If, if Shreya's got a, got a need for help, then we should provide it. Uh, I hate the idea of him losing any, anything more of his home. Um, if you want, I can sweeten the pot a little bit. And maybe if we successfully help him with his village, I can maybe give you guys a little bit of gold. You guys want. I don't have a lot, but... March and I are very used to doing tasks for gold. So, ben. I mean, if you want somebody to join you guys, um, we're pretty good at it. She didn't mean that to come out the way it sounded. No, I did I like it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I meant exactly what I said. Okay, do, am I still holding the crystals? Yeah. Or, is, or was... They're still within this little tin. Okay. I'm going to grab the tin very quickly and say, I can hold on to these for safekeeping as my eyes sort of get a little bit wider as I bring them toward my face and then um, before we talk some can I say like, maybe my... we should put a lid on them or encase them so they are safe um, and I'll turn to the dwarf oh, I've forgotten his name already <laughs> Jarnan Jarnan he goes I've, I've got a box you guys can use I got a little uh, a little trinket box oh, that you guys can use and it's a souvenir two birds what a good stones. day you <laughs> You can hold on to the dwarven-crafted vessel if you'd like. I have no need oh, for that. Can I take the box that he presents? And yeah, I'll walk it's just over. like a simple simple little box to hold herbs. Yeah, I'll walk over. Um, it's empty, right? <laughs> yeah, it's empty. I'll walk over to Shreya, and I'll just open it <sighs> and kind of present it to him and be like, uh, you could put the crystals in here, shut the box, so then they don't rummage around your bag and potentially mess with stuff. Also, I feel like containing them might be a good idea, and you can definitely hold on to them. Um, it seems like you're the one that might have the most understanding what they are, but I, I'd feel a lot better if they were, you know, encased in something. So I kind of want you to take it 
and I'll kind of like nudge him with it. I have no need for dwarven crafted boxes. I'll say it again. I don't even need to put them in my bag. I can keep them right here between my feathers. They will not move. But you want them to be pressed up against your body. Um, man, I, I mean, I didn't really understand what they did when I looked at them, but I just have a feeling that that's probably not a good idea. I'm more than willing to take that risk. Okay. Before All right. I... Well, I'll take the box then, and I'll t- t- take the box and I'll put it in my bag. <laughs> Before Shire fully pulls them uh, and hides them away, I just want to kind of take a couple steps forward and sort of glance down at them and sort of like have almost flicker of processing in my mind. Shake my head. When, uh, uh, when are we going? Food, water, supplies. Now, great, awesome. Olma, shall we? Okay, we uh, we can't take any supplies. Yeah, from okay, here. like we don't. This, this camp's there's already. Nothing we can... Yeah, I I wouldn't right. want to deprive uh, the people Fine. here. It's it's, uh, it's yeah, hard I enough. Think, I think we've got stuff, is. and we can like forage. I mean, we'll if you be are fine. famished, and I sort of tap my forehead against the crystal uh, in the top of my staff, uh, lift my four fingered hand up. Uh, almost to where March is, because I can't quite reach where she is. Uh, and these little seeds emerge in my hand, and one by one, they sort of, like a time lapse, they speed up and start sprouting little bulbs and sort of build and stack and stack and stack and stack on each other until uh, they're kind of overflowing. These berries are overflowing out of my hand, and I say, this could be nourishing to you if this is your taste. That was pretty cool. I won't there. lie about that. Haven't seen that before. Um, Do you hand it out to the group or to certain someone just, uh, particular? Just gonna... uh, I'm, I'm offering them toward Mark oh. since she mentioned that uh, she was, you know, in need of supplies or food or gotcha. yes. what have you. Thank you. I'm going to take some and, and immediately just instinctually hand half to Alma. Nice. Like, here, here you go. Eat, um, eat. I know you're going to tell me you don't want to eat. I know you're going to tell me you want meats, and I know that you're going to tell me all this. I don't really care. You were passed out on a stretcher, because the last thing I remember, we were in a warehouse. So, um, we should probably at least eat. Do these do anything other than feed you? Are they valuable? They are purely for nourishment. I, I do not know if you crave extra abilities or any types of altered states but these these will only nourish you oh okay I I was just curious because like I knew a guy once who could like make things like this and they like made you feel really good these aren't those though right again they only nourish you Uh, I'll turn to Jarn and and sort of gesture to the 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 one remaining body and just um, make sure he makes it out alive you know I'd appreciate if we could get one out of five (laughs) uh Wounded people <laughs> to safety, to successful yeah, recovery. Have my word. He's a bit of an asshole, so just be aware of that. But uh, I will keep know, that in mind. But you him. have my word that I'll do my best. I know. Shreya, do you want to lead the way? Onward to new horizons. Are we, are we leaving the tent? Oh yes. Oh right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, let's oh, do that. Oh, boy. Um, Never gonna let it go. Alma gets murdered. <laughs> so I do see, like, a person dying, <laughs> and I do have kind of realized at this point that, like, this is a place for healing and that these people are in dire straits and they only have three potions left. But also, I just can't help it. I just can't stop it. I can't. So I am going to attempt to um, stealthily swipe it as I go by. Okay. Uh, make a stealth check. Stealth or sleight of hand? Uh, as we're walking past make it. it. Make it sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. Now, I've been planning it. So do I potentially mm-hmm. get advantage? <laughs> um, the DC is going to be a little bit lower, but you do not get advantage. I just, you know, just like, give it a shot. That is a 17 plus <gasps> five. 17 plus five. You successfully grab the, uh, the healing potion. I'm just going to grab one. Because one. like... Yeah, you successfully grab I, one I, healing potion. I can't stop it, but I also know that they have value, so... Nice. Okay, you have that one. Such a high <laughs> roll. Nice. Yeah, that was great. So, as you guys are leaving the medical tent with uh, zombies defeated behind you and uh, a world uh, awaiting in front of you, that is where we're going to end our first session of Venture Forth. Uh, that was Snap. a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I, I hope you guys did too. Yeah. Let's go. Um, but that is where we're going to call it. Um, we can't wait to see you guys all next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Cameron. I do the character of Shreya on Venture Forth. Just wanted to take a moment. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube if you're not already. Also, if you'd like, you can check us out on Patreon. And if you'd like to support what makes the podcast possible, please feel free to support. Also, we're on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, feel free to drop in on Thursdays where we do our weekly Dungeons & Dragons chat or one shot. And those tend to be a lot of fun. So have a great week ahead. Uh, Thanks again for listening and see y'all again next week. 